We apologize for the audio inconvenience of this video. We are currently trying to upgrade your experience. And until then, audio will probably sound not so great. So imagine you're in your public place of choice, whether it be your workplace, and, or maybe a school or just some other public place. And whilst reading your Bible, a peer comes up to you and asks what you're doing. Uh, and you know that you probably should promote your church and invite them as a neighbor and a friend to go to the church. But then there's that other part of you that just wants to say, well, I'm just reading my Bible, and then ignore them and let them move on with life. Because, you know what, that's kind of a weird talk to have with somebody. It's, it's kind of a talk that people are scared about. So, today, we're going to talk about what you should do in those situations, and how to go about inviting people to the church. Hey guys, and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Children of Christ podcast. Today's episode is how to bring people to the church, because um, I, I find that people are, this, this is very hard for people, um, like about how hard it is for me to speak today, so I'm, I'm sorry for all of the weird things that I'm probably going to accidentally say, but anyway... Um, it's hard sometimes for people to have those conversations because um, they can get a little bit awkward, but I'm here to tell you that it's not going to be as bad as you think. So uh, keep listening throughout the whole podcast uh, till the end. Uh, we have three, three simple steps to bringing people to the church, and so we're going to go over those today and... Yeah, so we're going to start right now with the first step. So, step one, attitude. So, this goes back to our last podcast, which, if you want to listen to, is the podcast right before this one. It's Warnings Part 2. Um, and we talked about the light of God and how you are the light of God, so you don't want to distort His light. So... You are illuminating God, and if you are distorting the light of God, then you are not no longer illuminating Him. That's the really fast uh, version of the, the lesson. Um, and so the, the way that you're distorting the light of God is maybe you're saying that you're a Christian, like, hey, yeah, you should go to church, and that, but then like as you're doing that, you're driving drunk. That's not a good option. That's a very extreme explanation. Um, but anything that you don't want to be like hypocritical. So your attitude has to be not hypocritical. You have to follow his word in your daily life. 
And you want people to say, like, you want people to think this is like best case scenario that they look at you and they're like, wow, look at how great being a Christian is. Look at how great that person is with Christ in their life. I want to have Christ in my life as well. So that is very important to how you're going about uh, telling people about God because that's kind of like the base. It won't necessarily get you too far by itself uh, to getting people to come to church. But if you don't have that base, then it doesn't, everything else is going to kind of fall apart with it. Uh, and then step two is bringing it up. So we're going to take baby steps in this. So your challenge is to try and ask, get one person to go, to go to church. You're going to try and ask one person. I don't care whether they say yes or no. That's your challenge. So for now, we're going to take baby steps. Maybe you don't even have to go up and confront them because that can make it harder. Uh, personally, I find that um, more awkward than the other option that I have for you guys. So for now, you should try to do things that will make them ask you about God and I have actually done these things before, so I know that they work. And so maybe necessary you don't necessarily, you're not the kind of person that wants to go up and confront people. So instead, you should be doing things that show them kind of what back to attitude of how being a Christian affects you. And then maybe they'll ask you about it. So you always want to have that attitude. You want to, maybe you have your Bible with you, and that um, a lot of times people will notice and they'll ask you about it. Um, Maybe you're wearing something from your church. I talked to someone one time because I had on uh, a shirt that my church was selling and it had like the church information on it. So that was cool. Um, If you're praying, in the public place, which um, is sort of is already a round of applause for you because it is hard to uh, like pray wherever we did um, a when should you pray podcast before, and it is harder to pray in public places than it is at home a lot of times, so. Yeah, you, um, but if you are praying, uh, and, and you should be, then, uh, people could be asking you what you're doing for that, too. And also, just going to church on Sunday. If one of your friends is not going to church, and you are, uh, they'll eventually be asking you probably, um, why you aren't free on Sundays. And you could, you could bring it up then. And so that, that was step two, bringing it up. And then the conversation. So that this, the conversation is the hardest part of this 
uh, process here. So the conversation is it, it's always hard because they might say no. And then what? Well, um, I'm here to give you the news of what will happen then. Life will go on. So you don't really need to be afraid of telling people that, that that you go to church and that they should go to church too. Because most of the time when they say no, they're just going to go on. They're going to probably forget about it. They may not like completely forget about it, but they will respect whatever you're doing. And maybe it's not their thing. So they don't think that they should go. Um, so you don't want to be that weirdo that just keeps bugging them about it necessarily. You should try to do your part as a Christian to get them to go, however. But if they say no, it's not going to be the end of the world for you. You'll, so that's it's not that bad. And yeah, so that's it's it's not entirely terrible. And then there's the other times where they'll say yes, and that's the less awkward one. And, um, there's a few different degrees of what they might, there's like kind of different answers of yes that they might give you. So there's the yes, and they'll say yes, and then they'll just ask like when you go and like where it is. And then there'll be like a, well, sure, but well, why do you go to church? And, um, these... Kind of that, those kinds of answers can be hard sometimes. You want to have reasons ready how of why they should go to church. And the best way to do that is to have personal experiences. You should give the personal experiences have the most like effect on someone else because if you have a personal experience, you can share from your personal experience what the having Christ in your life is like. So you should try to have that prepared. So that's another challenge that I give you. You should have personal time or times of why, like how Christ helped you in your life so that when someone asks you why you should go to church, that you can use that as your answer so that's very important and then they'll be like the yes where they'll say yes and they'll really just be saying yes to get out of the conversation and um that one's kind of just do kind of the same thing as no, like you don't want to be that guy that's constantly bugging them. But if they did say yes, you can go, you can um, come after them, like after they get the information, and you can be like, "Why weren't you there? You should, you should try to come." But don't be that that dude that just constantly goes up to people and bugs them about not being at church. You don't want to be that person that yells at people because. Um, they're not going to have a life with Christ afterwards. Um, because that that would actually drive people away from the church. And that's not very helpful. So, 
Yep, that was how what I prepared for that uh, on how to. And just always remember when you're asking people about how to go to the how to, when you're asking people to go to the church, just remember that it's never going to be like a disaster that will ruin your life forever and it's not going to be a um totally like destroying crushing event for you when someone says no and then you're kind of in that awkward situation so you shouldn't be afraid to be telling people to go to the church and um if you are one of those people that goes up to people and asks if if they want to go to church, then good for you. You, my friend, are making good progress. So we should all try to be that person. And there's, of course, the difference between that person and the person that just goes up to everyone is like, "Why? Why did you go to church? Huh? You, you should be. You should be going to church. You should be going to church because um." you don't you're not gonna be saved uh when you die so don't want to be that person either so just everyone that's what we should be working on i personally am not one of those people who can yet just go up to people and just talk talk to them about going to church uh yet um but i am getting closer and so you should try to get closer to that too so uh with that we are going to go into the next segment because that's what i had prepared for you today on how to bring people to church and we'll see you in the next segment Alright guys, so this segment, uh, if you remember last week, we started a segment on Luke 6, well, tried to finish segments on Luke 6, um, our warning series, and we couldn't quite get it done, and so in today's episode, I'd like to finish that up, we were, we were, um, stopped on the wise and foolish builders is the or verse 46 of Luke 6. So, we're going to start right up with that now. And so um this is going to be our last segment before the random bible segment. So, let's just get into that right now. Waste no time. So, the first thing you want to do is if you have a bible with you and you'd like to look up where we're going to be reading out of today, uh, go to Luke 6, verse 46. Um, I am using the NIV version of the Bible. I'm using the Version Bible app. Uh, it's a great app. If you don't have a Bible and you don't want to spend money on getting a Bible, you can get that. Um, not sponsored. So, yeah, if you, so if you're not there yet and you want to get there, just pause the podcast because we're going to start up right here with verse 46. 
Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without foundation. The moment a, t a torrent the moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Um, so we're going to start from the top here and work our way down. So the first is, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Um, there, there's a difference between Lord and Savior. So... Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are our saviors because of what they've done for us, uh, what Jesus had done on the cross. He is our savior. For him to be your Lord is, if you're calling him your Lord, that means that you are actively following uh, his word. And now, no one's perfect, but if you're calling Jesus Lord, then you should be following his, um, his sayings and his preachings and the Bible. So what he's asking here is why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And, uh, in this verse, he's preaching on top of the mountain. This is the Sermon on the Mount is, uh, another name for it. So just imagine if Jesus was as close to you as someone who was just having a normal human being conversation with you, and he goes up to you, and he, he's talking to you, and he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do as I say? That would uh, not, be, not be super fun, probably, for you, and... This is another one of the warnings that he's giving out for us. Uh, so you you should continue doing what he says and have earned the right. You want to have the right earned for you to call him Lord, Lord. So to actively call him Lord you should actively be doing what he says. And so no one's perfect, but it is something that you need to constantly, we all need to constantly be working on and working towards, um, just like most of the other things in this chapter. Uh, verse 47. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. Um, this one is mostly straightforward. You listen and put into practice Jesus' and uh, the Father's preachings and teachings um, you will have a firm foundation 
you've probably heard this verse many times before if you are already a Christian. Um, and that's because it, it is very important. Um, but there is something to add here that you can't just, as soon as life gets hard, even though that is a great time to turn to God, the ideal situation that you should have here, you should try to accomplish. And sometimes this isn't what happens, but this is what we should try to work for, is building up this firm foundation beforehand. And because if you try to build your foundation as the flood strikes, it's going to be a lot harder. If you have, as verse 40, uh, 49 says, but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. If you are there, it's going to be so much harder to build your foundation. So what we should strive to do is to have that foundation beforehand because without that foundation uh, uh, the our entire life is collapsing um so yeah that is the end if you, of Luke chapter 6 all of our intense warnings are done uh just you want to keep all of those in mind and if it's a lot you can always go back and read it be reminded of all of the things that you should be remembering and uh with that we're going to go on to our random bible segment uh for our last segment of the day and uh I'll see you guys there. All right, we're back at the final segment of the day. I hope you like the music I put on the last segment. It was the same music as the first warnings video. So we started it and finished it on kind of the same note, literally. So, we're going into our random Bible segment today, and today I found our random Bible segment by using a random number generator on my Amazon Alexa. So, uh, today's random Bible verse comes from Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, um... It's spelled H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. I tried to look up how to pronounce it. And, um, I got two different pronunciations. So, it's probably one of those two. So, it's, I'm going to go with Habakkuk 3. So, Habakkuk chapter 3. And, um, I got verse 16. But I always look around to find the right verse because a lot of times it doesn't really make sense without context. So that's how I usually do it. Um, Just 
kind of leads me to where I can find my random Bible verse of the day. So usually I look um, about three or four verses up and down to try and get some context and then see if a verse that would be better out of context for uh, this segment. So ours is verse 19 today. So Habakkuk 3 verse 19, if you want to get there, you can pause the podcast. But we're going to go right into that now. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. For the director of music on my string, stringed instruments. So this was a prayer to the Lord by Habakkuk the prophet. Um, because uh, someone apparently thought it was a good idea to name their child that. But, so that's what that is from, and that is something that, once again, all like a lot of these verses, like all of them, it's really something that we should take away into our lives on uh, any day. It is a good idea to remember this as just a general rule of thumb, the Lord is your strength as his mine and as his Habakkuk's. And so it's all just, um, you should just base around him. He is your strength. You can draw strength from him in your times of need, but you also need to follow him. And as you do, he will make your feet like the feet of the dare, like like the feet of a deer and enables you to tread on the heights and out of look that is i still can't talk i've been doing this and i still can't talk all right and he will metaphorically allow you to do all of those things do not expect to become a deer it will not happen probably um So, yeah, just that is your uh, random Bible verse takeaway for today. And uh, remember, as you leave, you should subscribe um, because that will make you part of our fan base, the children of the Lord. You will get notified of all of the future podcasts if you liked what you heard. And um, it'll help help us grow. Remember, if you want a Bible, you can use the YouVersion Bible app, or you can go out and buy yourself a Bible. Totally up to you. And uh, remember, we there's a link in the description for all of the sites that we're on. Uh, we You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, for Instagram, it's uh, the Children of Christ with uh, the Children of Christ podcast with a dot between each word. And for Twitter, it's at the children of C1. And I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, sorry for the sound quality. Should be getting a nice new microphone sometime in the near future. So hope you guys liked our lesson today. We'll see you next week or on Friday.